All right, good morning, everybody. Today is Sunday, January 3rd, 2021. Hope you guys have had a good weekend so far. So just wanted to let you guys know, I did announce it on my channel before, but what I'm trying to do is I'm going to go Monday to Thursday with the Unleashing the Kraken morning political commentary episodes, just kind of reporting the news. Take Friday and Saturday off from the political episodes just to kind of give everyone a break. Unless there's something major, then I will cover it. And then Sunday, we'll kind of just do like a weekend recap, so to speak. And then this doesn't interfere with any of the uh, the traditional, the regular episodes that we all like, right? So don't, uh, don't worry about that. Now, let's get into it. We have a few different things to cover, which I like because, you know, I accumulate the um, my notes after a couple days. But anyways, the WHO announced that this may just be the beginning and this whole thing might be what one of the staffers called an endemic, not a pandemic or whatever, an endemic. All I'm saying is that the timing of this matches with Bill Gates and Fauci pushing that kind of metaphorical goalpost more and more. I'm not trying to get conspiratorial. I do understand that there's a big debate as to whether or not the virus is even real. Let's just say under this context, we assume it's real. They have been moving the goalposts. Fauci did admit it. And it's kind of like the thing is I'm trying to report this neutrally because everyone's kind of taken a side and a stance on that. They're either saying, oh, look, he's been lying to us all along. How could we trust him? Others saying, well, look, he was just trying to protect us. But then there's the whole debate of, you know, sh why should we allow or have the, the, the truth hidden from us or the extent of it? assuming it's the truth, hidden and decided upon by one man, right? That man being Fauci in this case, right? So I can see both sides, and I'm not trying to say it as like a dodge or a cop-out, but I want you guys to decide for yourselves because, again, I'm just here to broadcast and report what I feel is important. The next thing is that certain clinics in New York are distributing the vaccine, but they're not authorized to do so. Okay, this is where it's going to get a little bit interesting, in my opinion, because what what's been created here is for those who... And I say this hypothetically, but those who believe in that the virus is real, it creates a black market and black markets have a very negative connotation to them. And I'm not trying to defend black markets, but what I'm trying to say here is this. The black market doesn't always need to be something involved with drugs or guns, anything that can make money. I mean, as a matter of fact, I think I mentioned this before. The cartel's biggest source of money at the moment is avocados because there's a shortage of avocados all around the world. And so they're smuggling avocados across the border and things like that and actually making more of a profit than drugs as of now and as of my understanding. But the whole point here is that when we look at all of this, what we have to see is that these clinics are doing this. Obviously, it's for money, right? We're going to see fraudulent clinics set up all over the world for COVID vaccines that are not really going to be the actual vaccine or the actual inoculation of the actual formula or the vial or the substance or the liquid that's given to people, right? So there's always going to be a black market. It's kind of like with, with guns and, and with drugs. It's always going to be there. As long as there's a demand, someone's going to meet it, whether they're authorized to or not. So again, where do I stand on that? Look, I guess it's capitalism. I mean, if there's certain people just trying to make a living, I it's hard to say because, again, you look at the context of both sides and they both have their justification. It comes down to being able to meet in the middle. Should there maybe be an easier way for clinics to be able to distribute vaccines so it doesn't become a black market thing? It, sure, I guess. I mean, but again, the federal government or the state government doesn't want to do that. And there's, I imagine, so many complications. So there, it's not going to happen, right? It's just an idea I throw out there. Now, the next thing is that the, there's a new law in Poland, 
and I put this on my Instagram story, and it's, uh, it says that anytime Facebook or Twitter or any social media or tech company censors free speech, they get fined 2.2 million American dollars each time. Look, I'm all for that, and I'll tell you why, and I'm sure some of you guys are too. And I can understand why some aren't, but unless someone is threatening violence or something that could harm you or endanger you or your family physically... I think free speech should be allowed. Now, there's a strong debate against that, but in theory, according to the Constitution, if I am not mistaken, and please correct me if I am, hate speech is covered under free speech. And I'm not saying that I encourage hate speech, but if it is covered under it, I know it's a very controversial topic. We have to draw the line on what is deemed as hate and what is deemed as a joke, right? Because there's a lot of things that, for example, Twitter's banned in the past, as I'm sure you guys know of. Facebook, not so much, but Twitter has censored and banned but they haven't looked into the context in which something was being tweeted, right? So they haven't looked into the context that it was a joke between a couple of people, but they see that because it's a public tweet and it seems to be offensive and all that, they ban it regardless, right? So again, it depends where you stand on it. The next thing is that, but overall, I do have to say, sorry, that I'm more or less 60, 60, 40 on this, 60% in favor of that law, 40% against, just because I can understand the other side. But the thing is, is that if it interferes with the truth, then that's when my my um, my morals kind of be or sorry that my my balance, if you will, political balance tends to tip. Let's call it the next thing is that allegedly as of last night, Larry King's been hop- hospitalized with covid. Look, so have a lot of uh, elderly people assuming it's a legit thing. And um, I have to say it's a legit thing because YouTube will ban me. And uh, it is uh, what's going on in the world can't be. Uh, can't be denied right it's just a matter of whether or not it's real or it's part of some mass hysteria or what have you but that's not even for me to debate it's just look i hope he gets better whatever he's got whether it's pneumonia bronchitis covid whatever it is the flu i hope he gets better because he, he's up there in years right so the next thing is that one of nancy's pelosi nancy pelosi's houses was graffitied with uh and i quote we want everything written on it and the two thousand dollar checks crossed out as well I believe this was one of her many houses because if you look at her house in California or at least one of them, it's it's gated up. It's not even like a gate. It's like a cement wall surrounding her house. So, And it's a mansion too, by the way. So I don't think that was her main residence. The, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. People are angry. That's the point, right? And so I can understand what's going on here. And I'm not trying to justify the violence by any means. And I'm not I'm not trying to be careful with my words because of YouTube. Not even that. It's just like, listen, violence of any kind. It's not needed. It really isn't. I'd, ra- I'd much rather sit and watch some type of intellectual debate amongst two civil people who fully disagree but can get along instead of seeing someone's house graffitied, right? So, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I can understand where the passion is coming from, but I still will not justify the violence. But I can understand the passion. So, the next thing I want to talk about is that, or I want to cover, is that one of Trump's lawyers, Lynn Wood, implied that Epstein is still alive. Now, I'm not sure if he was just venting or what that whole thing was. I've covered Epstein a boatload of times, both in the, the regular episodes and in the morning episodes. Look, he's, he's going out there and he's talking about stuff and he's doing little speeches from what I understand and people are listening, which is great. Everyone deserves to have a voice in, in, uh, in the West and in, in America. Um, look, he can say what he wants. Is he telling the truth out of anger? Does he know things? I wouldn't rule it out. But at the same time, is like Linwood the go-to guy? And look, unless there's some deep connection that we haven't made yet, that we haven't been publicly privy to, to know about, 
I would dare to say that he's probably BSing, but I mean, look, like I said, if he does know something, then I will fully admit that I'm wrong. So the next thing is that a bunch of Republican senators are joining Senator Hawley in refusing to accept the Electoral College certification, demanding an emergency election using the military or at the very least an emergency audit. Now, I just want to point out the hypocrisy in this, not on the Republican side this time around, but on the Democrat side, there are Democrat congresswomen and representatives that are running in elections, very small time, I will say, not very small time, but on the smaller scale of the federal government, who have said they demanded recounts because the the election in their region or district was fraudulent. News doesn't cover it. The way I see it is this, you got to be consistent with your outrage. I don't care how big it is or how small it is, whether it's the presidency, the vice presidency, senators, all the way down to the local town sheriff. The way that I see it personally, as I'm sure many of you guys do as well, is there needs to be consistency. If you're going to rage, if the if the media, the mainstream media is going to say, oh, look at what Trump's doing, look at what he's doing, look, look, look at this, look at how ridiculous this is, he's saying the election was rigged, but then... The same people the mainstream media so just so happens to receive the majority of its funding from, which it tends to be Democrat-leaning parties or organizations or institutions, they won't cover their own candidates saying, look, this, this election in my district was rigged. To me, that just doesn't make any sense. The, the, what I'm saying is I'm not saying she's right. I'm not saying she's wrong. But you got to be consistent with your outrage. You get what I mean? And if you're going to freak out about something on your side or on the other side, you better be ready to freak out about it if it happens to your side too. That, that's just the way that I see it. There's a, I tend to lean a little bit more conservative, as I'm sure I've said in the past before. I make no quarrels about it. I'm not trying to hide that. But at the same time, if someone on the conservative side of things tends to do something very embarrassing that I cannot justify or stand behind, I'll fully say it, no problem. And I know a lot of people say that and they never end up doing it, but I mean, I mean, I guess you guys will see what time, but I, I'm sure you could tell by the way I report it, I'm really not trying to get to that point, I'm just trying to make it as unbiased as possible. Now, it's been discovered that major private media company executives have been taking private jet trips, private meetings, private dinners, and private getaway vacations, courtesy of the Chinese Communist Party. Now, look, there is a lot going on with the CCP, and everyone's freaking out about it, and they have a right to freak out about it, and the virus only kind of exposed them more to that. A lot of things leaked, like alleged spy lists and things like that, and at the same time the spy list leaked, a lot of these flight manifests with flights going directly uh, from each respective country around the world to China all of a sudden got overloaded. So it seemed like these spies were, their, their cover was blown and they were going back to China for safe haven, obviously. Now look, do, do the Americans have spies in the Chinese government? Sure. Do the Chinese government have spies in America? Absolutely. It's a chess game, right? So at the end of the day, do some Chinese companies take vacations and private dinners on behalf of the CIA without even knowing? 100%. 100% they do. And I'm not defending China, but we have to look at all the, the pieces of the pie here, if we want to call it, right? Now, when we look at that, what we then have to say is, okay, the Chinese Communist Party, it's been revealed through money trails and things like this that Americans have been taking these private uh, jet trips and these vacations. It's no secret that people in the West are a little bit easier to bribe than others around the world, and it's true. I, I mean, I would even say for myself, you throw a wad of cash in my face. I'm not saying that that's what they do, but you know, you imply that there's big money involved. People from the West, because it's more of a capitalist-oriented society, will tend to gravitate towards that more and sometimes sway from their principles a little bit. But again, it depends on the person, right? It depends on the person. So the next thing I want to talk about as well, too, 
is that a mayor in Kansas, a woman, I believe, resigned because she didn't feel safe because people were going crazy over being forced to wear masks when they left their house. Now, the way I see it is like this. It'll never happen like this because it's there's more of a jurisdictional thing and a state thing. She resigned because she didn't feel safe and she didn't, uh, for her family, for her position that she was in. Look, if it's a small town, my honest opinion, and I, I know that it defies a bunch of procedures and laws, but the way I would do it is this. You take a town vote. You get if it's a small town, you get everyone together, and whatever, and, and then you take you take a vote. It's as simple as that, and that's the easiest way to do it. The majority wins. Everyone raises their hands. Like, you know what I mean. I'm not saying it literally, or maybe it could work literally in a physical sense if you could get enough people in those town within a big enough area. But, I mean, you can even do the the the, the vote online if it's a small town. Just you know, make up, a, have a little website done, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, do a website, and then ask, uh, tell everyone around in that town to go vote on the website, and then give it a week or two for the vote, and then see who wins. If they don't want to wear masks, don't make them wear masks. If they do, then they can wear them. That, that's the way that I see it. I mean, especially when it's a small town like this, I know the law doesn't work like that. I, I'm not stupid. I know that. But if you really want to take things into your own hands, get the town together and do a vote. That, that's, I mean... I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, obviously, she's not going to follow that. She's more of a career local politician, but you get what I mean, right? The next thing is that the Montreal Gazette reported, and this did not make the mainstream media news either, this Montreal Gazette in Quebec, Canada. The Montreal Gazette reported that one of the first shots to be administered in Canada didn't even work properly because the liquid squirted out of the side of the, the, the needle. Whether that was an accident or not, I don't know because the doctor kept going as if to play along. So it, it's hard to say because you can't always say, oh, the doctors are in on it, right? I don't know. But then you look at all these different cases where world leaders have had their families vaccinated, but there was nothing in the needle. And then they later came out and said, look, they got vaccinated in private. We admit it. There was only water in the needle or there was nothing in it. This is what makes people question things. It really does. Excuse me, for those uh, listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, just took a sip of water. But I don't blame people when they see these things because all you need is one or two politicians to not only just not follow the rules of what they're doing. For example, Gavin Newsom or Gretchen Whitmer, which I'm not trying to imply is a Democrat thing, but it just so happens to be Democrats. It's a fact, right? But then at the same time, you, you they... They don't obey. They go to these private dinners, and, and while there's very strict lockdowns, people can't go for walks, and these politicians are going to private dinners. I don't care if you have the responsibility of California on the shoulder, on your shoulders. As if you're Governor Gavin Newsom, hold the, if, it's, if the meeting's important, hold it via Zoom. Simple as that. If not, don't make all your people stay inside like that. They, gotta, they can't even go for walks. That's ridiculous. That, to me, that's that's ridiculous. And people will argue on the other side, well, yeah, Dave, you know, because it's so bad there. No, I don't care how bad it is. If people want to take the chance, assuming the virus is real, if people want to take the chance, well, I got to say it's real because YouTube's making us say it, but if people want to take the chance of doing it, then let them take the chance. Is that not their right? I mean, the whole thing is, I mean, the the, the more conservative Republican approach has always been less government regulation, right? And in a lot of ways, whether or not the whole debate is, okay, would the founding fathers agree with it? And allegedly the founding fathers did have to do some quarantining because of some yellow pox or some type of outbreak. I know about that, but it's not even just about the founding fathers. It's about you as an individual. If you don't want to wear the mask or if you just want to take your dog for a walk and you gotta, you can't even do that. I mean, there's another country, I forget where, I believe it's in Eastern Europe. You have to text the police to go outside. 
I'm not sure if it's Eastern Europe. I don't know exactly where, but long story short, you, if you look it up, you'll find it. I think that's ridiculous. I don't care how bad the virus gets. If people can't go for a walk, the mental health issue is going to become the real pandemic. That's the way I see it. Maybe I could be totally wrong and I'd be happy for some of you guys to change my mind. But, you know, anyways, a Wisconsin hospital employee fired was fired for allegedly destroying 500 vials of the vaccine on purpose. Okay. The investigation is still ongoing. Whether or not they had a very strong political belief or they had something or they knew something or they were given access to certain information about the, the vaccine that we as the public haven't been able to give be given access to. I don't know. I'm not trying to make it conspiratorial, but excuse me, we have to we have to look at all the angles. And the reason why I say this is because not because I'm trying to just generally imply things, but because it makes you really question that when there's these types of mass inoculations, when you have the odd doctor out or the odd nurse doing these kind of things, it really does make you think. And so I'm not trying to pass the blame here. I'm not trying to pass the baton, as they call it. But it's almost like the media has forced us to become what they what they call conspiracy theorists. And I, I say that in air quotes for those listening on audio. And that's the thing. That's the problem. So I, I don't... I don't blame her for doing it for her passion in that sense. But at the same time, I can understand that that wasn't her thing to like, she's not supposed to do that, whether this virus is real or fake or whether the vaccine is authentic or is dangerous. It's it's really not her place to do. But I also see at the same time, if she's got a passion, look, I'm not for violence. I'm not for destruction of property by any means. But it would be naive of me to sit here and say, I don't understand where they're coming from. I do understand where they're coming from, right? So the next thing is that there are, we'll tune it to, we'll change it to a little bit of a, a brighter subject for now. Unexplained radio waves coming from the Proxima Centauri star system. Now, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong here, but off the top of my head, the Proxima Centauri star system is, I think, the closest star system to our galaxy. It, I don't know how many light years away, but it's not much. Um, yeah, so... Th- Look, it's aliens. <laughs> I, I'm completely biased, as I'm sure you guys know. But it's got, at this point, I mean, I don't know what else it could be. Could it be some type of anomalistic um, vibrational f- uh, frequency in the cosmos? Sure it can. Sure it can. But there's too many mysterious incoming radio waves that they've, they've covered up. And the ones that went public are just way too repetitive for it to not be nothing. And I'm not saying it's got to be some humanoid-looking alien. It could be some other form of life because there's many different ways we can define life, right? So also, by the way, check out my Instagram story if you can, if, uh, if you're listening to this within the same day I posted this episode because there's a couple different foot- footage uh, of UFOs that are very interesting. One of them seems to be malfunctioning, trying to go into light speed. The video cuts out shortly after. It, whether or not it's faked or it's a deep fake, it's hard to say. But, I mean, I encourage you guys to check it out and c- come up with your own uh, conclusions. The next thing is that the, uh, let's see here. Ah, there's also talk about France leaving the EU. Look, I don't know much about France and the EU. I followed Brexit a little bit. What I do understand is that this whole concept of the EU being equal and having one general currency, it goes against a lot of the populist nationalistic movements. And I'm not saying that in a bad way, nor am I saying that in a good way. But to, for example, if, if Germany is producing, and I just throw that country out there just for the sake, if Germany's producing way more and contributing way more to the EU than Italy, why is the, like, why is everything deemed to be equal in many different ways, economically, financially, uh, geographically, politically, and technically speaking, it's unfortunate, but 
at the same time, it is capitalism in a certain sense. It is democracy in a certain regard. If you're a country that produces way more and contributes more to this union, this European Union that they formed, technically speaking, their politicians should have more of a say. Never mind decide where the money goes, but have more of a say in everything. And that's when the, that's but they say, you know, the EU is equal and this and that. So I can understand the concept of Brexit. I really can. But at the end of the day, it comes down to what that country individually wants to do. And I think I don't think a populist movement is bad. And I say that uh, very carefully because a lot of people have misconstrued the populistic uh, movement and agenda, so to speak. I don't agree with everything that they say and do the, the populist movement. Um, but I mean, I would personally consider Bernie Sanders to be a populist, to tell you guys the truth. Right. Now, the final thing is that the UK is delaying its second dose of COVID-19 vaccines. They will not say why. I'm honestly not sure. Kind of weird, if you ask me. But, uh, look, I, these, these, these governments are hiding way more serious things than reasons of why they're not distributing the second doses of the vaccine. So, at this point, look, whatever happens, happens, right? And the final thing is that... Rudy Giuliani and Vanilla Ice partied at one of Trump's residences, but Trump wasn't there because he went back to Washington to deal with attempting to try to have enough of a rebellion from the Republican side in the Senate to overthrow the vote in uh, on January 6th, three days from now. Um, I think that's Wednesday, yeah. Look, people are making fun of it, but it's just another tactic the mainstream media could use. At the end of the day, is it kind of funny that Rudy Giuliani and Vanilla Ice are partying? Yeah, because, I mean, I never thought I would see the two together, to be honest with you. But at the same time, the media over-exaggerates it because, again, it's a form of predictive programming. They understand if they implant that ridiculeness and that jokingness into your mind, that's what's going to happen, right? So, look, make of it what you will. They had a party. So what? Who cares? And they're like, oh, they didn't wear masks. Look, Rudy caught COVID. He got better. What I'm trying to say is if he wants to take the risk of catching it again, assuming it's real, I got to say it's real because of YouTube, then yeah and look if it is real i fully i fully get it i mean i fully understand it's just there's a lot of odd factoids within everything that's going on so i just want to clarify that as well so that is it for today uh, thank you guys so much for listening i know it's a bit longer than usual but it is a weekend uh, kind of roundup sort of thing so thank you so much and we will catch you guys for this afternoon's episode or for tomorrow's if we don't see you later today cheers <laughs>